0: Hello College Sports. We are back, baby, and it's another week of Pudgy and the Frizz. Yo yo. You know me by the wonder wonderful sound of my sultry voice. My name is Pudgy aka Zach, and with me as always.
1: No, it's a terrible thing. Which you got the fridge after a fun weekend with the draft. Yeah. So my uh my team disappointed once again. So, yeah. it's how it goes.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um <laughs> But uh we've got uh uh, it's, it was a eventful couple of weeks Since we've last had an episode um, Baseball's on a little bit of a skid um, The volleyball tournament is finished Thank mm-hmm. god Texas did not win it <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah uh, Texas beat Wisconsin 3 uh, Swept them 3-0 And then Kentucky mm-hmm. ended up beating Texas 3-1 After beating Washington 3-1 Um. They've already confirmed the Kentucky seniors are not coming back next year. <laughs>
1: so that include uh, the, the player of the year for them?
0: Yeah. She's actually she's going to go to grad school, so she could transfer somewhere.
1: Oh, yeah, if she's got so another she year. Yeah, to yeah. Dude, that would be legit. Mm-hmm. She was There's a couple. I underestimated her, to say the least. So.
0: Yeah. You've un- underestimated the entire team, and they showed you wrong.
1: <laughs> Apparently so. So if you're a uh, Kentucky volleyball, you're welcome, because, you know, I did my part.
0: <laughs> so.
1: so? But, yes, congrats to them. Sad that Nebraska can be in it at the end, but uh, another uh, pretty, you know, a good solid year. Had a chance to get a, you know, we're the top eight in the country, so continue to build on that for next year with a lot of people returning, so. Oh.
0: If so, also, we do have um, two Nebraska players are not returning um, to the team. Uh, we are uh, Jazz Sweet is not coming back, and uh, Kai, or Haley Densberger, who is the only Nebraska born player who saw extensive time. They will not be returning for their. S- uh, sixth or fifth year
1: Threats Threats That's all Okay So how it goes
0: hmm. Yes <laughs> Yes <laughs> <laughs> um, So as we said It was a very rough weekend For Nebraska baseball They got swept By Rutgers um, mm-hmm. Bullpen Which was on a 22 And a 22 inning scoreless streak really blew up this past weekend. Uh, they lost for the first time this season when leading after seven innings. Oh, that's uh, the
1: ones you really hate to so, lose.
0: Yeah, so they lost, uh, I think it was 9 6 on Friday. Uh, lost,
1: yeah, and this is with
0: increased crowds at Memo-
1: at yeah. Steel. Uh They lost 4 9 Friday. Uh, Five to six Saturday and zero to six on Sunday
0: Yeah, so very poor weekend I uh, will yeah. both mention saying sorry to the Nebraska fans who came out Because they laid a giant egg
1: yeah.
0: uh, But uh, things do not get easier from here No. Uh, especially this weekend They have a, a pod in Piscataway Where they'll play two against Indiana and two against Rutgers mm-hmm. So Based off of last week projections, Nebraska was projected as the number 16th overall seed to host a re- regional. Um, but if we're gonna look at even seeing that go through, you're gonna have to go three and one this weekend against easily one of the best, uh, pitching teams, uh, in the conference and e- maybe even in the nation. Um, but, uh, yeah, Nebraska couldn't get any, uh, any timely hits, couldn't have a big inning. Um, I think it's been like five or six games in a row now where they have yet to score more than three runs in an inning, mm-hmm. um, which is something his offense really likes to do. Still fielding the ball well. Um, mm-hmm. Just couldn't string any hits together. Um, I guess, you know, you could have looked at it like, oh, it's the first time you're being ranked, you're getting all this national attention. And then you could have a, a Rugger's team who came off of a winning a road series against Michigan too. Um, yeah. no. So look at it as a letdown. Uh, Friday, Nebraska only had four hits to Ruggers 10. Uh, Saturday, Nebraska had nine hits to Ruggers 12. And then Sunday, they had three hits to Ruggers 11.
1: Yeah. yeah, Sunday was yeah. definitely one of the worst games I think they probably played all season. So, and I'm, I'm guessing the the bad ending to the Friday's game just could have put a sour taste and it just made it, it probably made it harder to get up and, you know, ready to, to play the next two games, which, you have to be able to overcome, mm-hmm. but it's one of those that, you know, hopefully this mm-hmm. is just a, a blip on the, on the season. They can get back into it and pull up some big wins over the next couple yeah. of weeks and get back into hopefully the rankings to host yeah. some.
0: Nebraska is currently in the thick of it, but the big 10 race is very tightening up. Yes. Um, yes. You've got Indiana and Michigan tied at first for 29. nine. Oh, Nebraska is the um is third at twenty and ten, and then it goes Iowa, Maryland, nineteen and thirteen, and then Rutgers, Ohio State. Rutgers at seventeen and thirteen, Ohio State seventeen and fourteen. Um, and I think those are pretty much probably the only couple teams that could win it. Mm-hmm. Um, but <sighs> gotta they they got to turn it around because it's going to be a long month if they don't because uh, yeah. you're playing everybody that's – you're playing Northwestern, uh, who's been on a little bit of a skid lately, but then you're playing conference leaders, Indiana, Michigan, and then also Ohio State, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to be rough. So, whew. yeah, it's so going to be this, interesting.
1: It's one of those bad weekends that so it happens, but hopefully this is the only time that it takes place and – they can move forward and they're ready to go and so we play them again. So we got a chance to get revenge on them and hopefully maybe we can sweep those two games and as you said, take one from Indiana. So,
0: um, and if, looking if, at if they,
1: uh, if they can go three and four this weekend, that, I think that's going to help them get back on track, uh, especially if they can get both of those wins over Rutgers and get, you know, re, uh, re-certify themselves as one of the top teams again. So.
0: Yes, definitely. Um and the Fairfield Stag's baseball team uh currently is no longer undefeated. They suffered their first loss of the season to Sienna one and six uh one to six, so they are currently twenty eight and one. Uh but looking at the rankings for college baseball, uh you got Arkansas number one at thirty four and eight, Vanderbilt two, thirty two and nine. Uh, TCU 33 and 10, Mississippi State 32 and 10, Tennessee runs out the top five at 34 and 11, Texas at six, 35 and 11, Notre Dame 24 and 8, uh, Texas Tech 30 11 Arizona 30 11 Florida 30 and 13, uh, Oregon 27 and 11. I mean Nebraska needs to try to get to 31s. I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's let's see. So you got four. Five, six seven, eight, nine, 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 ten. you got fourteen games left to make that so
1: mm-hmm. uh yeah.
0: you're gonna have to sweep northwestern at this point though so yeah.
1: uh, that's a given so
0: um um where did they leave off oregon or oregon yeah. 27-11. Ole Miss thirty one and twelve east carolina thirty and nine louisiana tech thirty two and eleven louisville was that, is at fifteen at twenty three and fourteen um uh, they're the highest team with uh, over 13 losses
1: Yeah they, uh, Stanford, Well they were number 7 So they must have had yeah. 2 and dropped quite a bit So
0: Stanford 24-9 Pittsburgh twenty eleven, 11 Florida State 23-16 South Carolina 26-15 Southern Miss at number 20 29-14 Gonzaga 27-13 Old Dominion 31-11 Charlotte 31-14 Indiana's the only Big team, Big Ten team at 20-9 and UCLA twenty five and fourteen uh, Nebraska dropped out, and so did UC of. Gotcha.
1: A lot of the uh, the well known teams, uh, especially if you are only a fan during college season season, which is I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but a lot of the teams that you will probably recognize in the top ten that have been in the CWS a number of times, especially recently. Yeah. And they generally have a lot of the the top players in college baseball, so. Um, you no, know, it's Tennessee's a little bit of a surprise they you know they've been sporadic a little bit up there, um same kind of with Notre Dame, a little sporadic and everything um, trying to think of any cold weather teams really, maybe I guess Pittsburgh would be up there as kind of a a cold weather team to start the season um I don't know if you could consider. Gonzaga's school, a cold weather school, or not? I
0: consider, but, I consider Oregon a cold weather school.
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> they're, right.
0: They're in the north. Well, right. west, I should say.
1: Yeah, but there's, I mean, it, it just shows you where the, I guess, discrepancy lies with the difference between cold weather and good weather to start the season. I mean, you get people that just, you know, who wants to go play baseball in February and anything, you know, in the northern half of the country half the time. So, yes. <laughs> so but there's a couple of schools in there. Um, Nebraska, obviously, was just up there as well. So it uh, just shows you how tough it is for schools and the Big Ten and things like that just to be competitive in the overall concept or landscape of college baseball. So, yeah.
0: And then uh, Nebraska, who had their spring game this past weekend, I haven't gotten a chance to watch it or anything, but,
1: uh. Well, I got bits and pieces of it when I was at the gym, so, um I don't know if you, you saw, but the white team won on the last second play, so. Yeah, play I it.
0: didn't see the play, so don't spoil it, damn it. I'm
1: not, I'm not.
0: <laughs> uh, I Omar mean, Manning played, which is you great.
1: Already you already heard. You already heard. That's the main thing. So, uh, I can tell you, Adrian Martinez was not a part of it, but he was very mm-hmm. excited. so it's, even you know, hopefully he can continue to be a good leader. Yeah. I was you know, he, even though he's because I'm thinking he was probably on the red team. Um, he wasn't on the field and everything, but I'm glad to see he's excited for his, for the team and wants them to win and you know perform, play well, and you know wants to see the the best thing out there that we can. So,
0: and uh, they did update their schedule finally. Uh, so. Instead of having a November 11, uh, no, 11th, November 13th game against Southeastern Louisiana, mm-hmm. they moved it up to September 4th against Fordham. Uh, it's a home, so, game yeah, so a home game, too. So the schedule looks as August 28th at Illinois for Week 0. September 4th, Fordham. August
1: that was September. supposed to be the uh, Ireland game. Yeah. If anybody was keeping track, so that'll... Are they going to try again next year? Is that what they're doing?
0: Uh, I think so either next year or in a uh, couple
1: years. Yeah. I was trying to remember what they said. So hopefully they get a chance to do that because that will be a great experience for for the players and the fans for sure. So yes.
0: And then September 11th is going to be Buffalo, who just lost basically their their entire coaching staff to
1: Kansas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they lost their uh, their top two running backs. They got those who yeah. went in the draft, So which we'll talk about a little bit after that. But. Wait. Drafts? What what are you talking about? That no, you just stop it. There's a couple Nebraska players I draft? got drafted slash signed, so we got we got things to talk about. So anyway, anyway um,
0: you... Yep. So then we have uh, Buffalo. Um, as we just said, then we got back to back home road games against Oklahoma and Michigan State. Uh, so obviously we would be five and zero at that point. <laughs> uh, then we come back home and play Northwestern of Michigan. Obviously Michigan's going to get blown up by fifty. So oh, Jesus again, we'll be. 7-0 yeah,
1: maybe we can be there. the team that knocks out uh, Mr. Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> then we travel to face uh Mr. Penis Head,
1: PJ Flex. It's your favorite coach. He's going to be the feature coach in Nebraska.
0: And then you got Purdue, Purdue, uh, Ohio State. So we'll be ten and zero right there. Uh, <laughs> then you got a bye week, so we'll win that game. So we'll be eleven and zero. And then you play at Wisconsin and then home against Iowa. we will be a 13 and 0 because we won the bye week. Yes.
1: Right. <laughs> so, I will say at some point in the new, uh sometime in the future I hope we play Iowa State again.
0: Just yeah. renew that
1: rivalry because we uh, um, you know, cause we haven't played an out since we left the Big 12, right? Yep. So, I mean, But it's going to be
0: hard because Iowa's got the or Iowa State has the one non-con every year. Against Iowa. So then.
1: True. Would Iowa
0: State really want to play a a second power five team?
1: I mean, if they want to prove a point, they probably don't want to play us right now because it's not going to do anything for them. It'll hurt them worse if they lose and help them more if they win right now. Mm -hmm. Because until Nebraska gets a little more respect and gets back to, you know, what they used to be, it doesn't help teams. You know, the Oklahoma game, it just renews that. The old school rivalry that was there more than anything else, but that's basically the only reason Oklahoma's probably playing us right now. So,
0: so yeah, here's, here's, uh, Iowa State's non-conference. Uh, this year they play UNI. Uh, it's normal Iowa. too.
1: They usually play oh. UNI too. So, yep.
0: and then at UNLV, uh, 2022. Oh, that's, that's interesting. You got Southeast Missouri State and Ohio and Iowa. Um, the fighting Frank Sol, which is assuming he's coaching still. <laughs> mm-hmm. um,
1: Don't they have, do they have, three? is it just three that they have?
0: Yeah, it's three because of the thing. And then in 2023, they got UNI, Iowa, and Ohio.
1: So. Oh, they're, fine. they're fighting the Frankies that year. Okay.
0: Back to back years.
1: That's, dude.
0: Okay.
1: You yeah. got UNI. And it's, I always, uh.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. We could always, uh, rekindle the, uh, second, uh, probably second oldest rivalry in college football with, uh, Kansas.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's, that's definitely, mean, they might start doing that if this Oklahoma yeah. stuff goes good. Yeah. Um, cause I'm, they, I'm, they signed one to Texas too, didn't they? Yeah.
0: Here's, yeah. uh, Iowa's, uh, road games. Uh, or, uh, non-conference games next year. South Dakota, coastal Carolina.
1: And Duke <laughs> I wonder if Coastal was this year Like they figured it out This year maybe if they, if they have respect still Then it's not a Terrible game to play In a non-conference When yeah. it's not a power five So
0: Next year is Houston and Duke uh,
1: They did home, They did a home At home with Duke then
0: Yeah 2023 is uh, Illinois and Houston 24-25 is Illinois Oh, nice. Oh, nice. 20, Well, 2025, Fresno State in uh, Missouri. Hey,
1: there you go. There and you then go.
0: Missouri again in 26. 27 is Washington State. 28 is Washington State. So, yeah, I mean, oh, uh, it's definitely possible. Ch- I think we have some road games left uh, to schedule, or non-conference games to schedule.
1: Yeah, so the uh, where's it? At? So the Iowa State goes to UNLV in, this year in 2021. Um, the second part of the home and home is where they host UNLV is t- not till 2030. Heck yeah! That's a nine well, that's year what we, split. well, that's
0: what we did with Cincinnati. Like we were supposed to play them this past year. Yeah, and they're and they're, uh the return trip isn't until like 2023, I think.
1: That's only a couple of years, so this is not, I was it's like, that's only a couple of years. What about 2024? Uh, no, not
0: 2024. Uh, did we schedule, I thought we scheduled a home and home with them. I mean, I'm sure
1: yeah, there's something. Okay, so that's only what, five years? It's still a long it's still. A yeah, it's still a good amount but I mean that 9 years is a huge wait for a home and home. Yeah. When it's not, when it's at least a you know a division 1 football team, you know, I get right. it if it's a FCS team or something Here, uh,
0: Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm calling it 2022 national champions. Okay? We got North Dakota, <laughs> Georgia Southern, Oklahoma all at home. At Rutgers home against Indiana, at Northwestern, at Michigan. Versus Minnesota at Wisconsin, which I think they're going to redo the schedule because we go to uh, Wisconsin this year. Um, mm-hmm. Home against Purdue, home against Illinois at Iowa. National champions, twenty twenty two national championship bust.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's that's one of the better schedules yep. that we could we could have. Um, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot
1: twenty
0: twenty three. We start the season on a Thursday.
1: Oh, we got the Thursday game that year.
0: Yeah, against Minnesota.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's Might right.
0: Might have to try to go to that game. Then we got Colorado on the road. Then Northern Illinois.
1: That's, I mean, is it up in Minneapolis? So.
0: Yeah.
1: Usually don't sell out, so it's, it's a yeah. chance. Um, you're gonna you got Maryland coming to town that year, so that'll yeah. be interesting to see them. So to see,
0: yeah, see how if they've improved any at all.
1: Yeah, uh, they got Colorado that year too, so they go there. That's yeah. a interesting start to the start to the year. You go Two Minnesota, yeah. yeah. Well, that, and you got uh, your you start with a conference, and then three non conference right after that. So,
0: well, I mean, if we win, we're in first place for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, unless somebody goes undefeated in the in the other Gosh. game. <laughs> it's
0: not gonna happen. All right, oh, so. Oh. uh
1: we're gonna we gotta go we gotta go watch the UTEP miners in 2024 oh, too. Okay. I saw that. There we go.
0: Uh So you should talk about the draft because I didn't pay attention to the draft. <laughs> you watched <must> the draft? What? <laughs> I just what? know the Ravens drafted two people in the first round. They tra- uh, they uh, they drafted uh, Rashad Bateman, which I'm not I'm not hating that pick.
1: That that was probably one of the better picks you could have done, so
0: and then uh, um, a doofy oh, oh, owe. Wow, so, wow, wow. so we away Owewa? Yeah, we will, wow. Um but to be yeah. fair Oh Okay, Trevor Lawrence, I think I can give you some I guess some uh feedback on how I think we'll go. Uh Trevor Lawrence, I think I don't think he could have landed at a better spot. I think if Urban Meyer is going to be able to do what he did in college in regards to playing to his offense's strengths, his player's strengths, I think it's going to be a good fit. The problem is, you have, you're going to have to, he's going to have to win almost instantly, pretty much, because of the way the NFL is. Like, they want you to win games.
1: Uh, Uh, I mean, they're going to give him a couple years at least, because it is, it is the Jaguars. The thing that they have is young talent. So um, that's one thing that the are will have going for them. And then you add in a quarterback who is graded out on the level of John Elway, Andrew Luck, um, you know, guys that people, after they got their careers going, felt were a uh, um, Hall of Fame quarterback or already are a Hall of Fame quarterback. So um, he's got the – the potential to be up there and could be their guy for the next decade for the Jaguars, which has been a hard thing for them to find. Mm-hmm. I mean, when's the last time they had a quarterback that lasted more than three years? That was good. I don't even know who the know.
0: quarterback is, so does that say anything?
1: You're, you don't remember Washington State boy? Gardner? He's a, he was a quarterback before Lawrence got drafted. Long hair and mustache dude. So Yeah. But, uh, I mean, people still like Minshew, so, uh-huh. and he was he was productive, so he's a good, uh, whether they, you know, they'll probably start Trevor right away, it would surprise me if they mm-hmm. don't, but they have a guy that can back him up, or start ahead of time, maybe get a couple wins, potentially, to start the season, so. Yeah. So, the, and then you got, you had Zach Wilson, who went number two, a lot of people felt that was pretty pretty much going to happen, and. And it did, went to the Jets, trying out again with another quarterback. It's hit or miss on how I feel with the, how he's going to do with it. Um, I mean, the, the capability that, you know, he's got, he's obviously shown that there's talent there to do stuff, but mm-hmm. he was also playing at BYU who played, you know, a couple decent opponents, but it wasn't a, you know, treacherous schedule like we saw from like power five teams or anything. So. Yeah. And he's got some work cut out. It is the Jets. Now they do have new coaching regime up there, so that may be what they need. Plus, they did get a uh, guard in, uh, later on in the first round when they traded up. That's going to help protect him. So, uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. And then, um, Trey Lance, uh, was the third pick to the 49ers. So, Jimmy yeah. G, your time is probably limited, sir. Um, <laughs> There in San Francisco, who knows where he's going to go? So, but he was the third uh, FCS quarterback picked in the top three, mm-hmm. behind Carson Wentz, and um, I'm drawing a blank on the other one. There's another one back in like the, I want to say like the '80s or something maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of the who oh, it is off my head, but Trey Lance has ability. You know, but he has very limited experience. So that's what they're going to have to build on it and allow him to grow. Um, he probably won't start right away uh, unless he really shows something in training camp or Jimmy G gets hurt. So, yeah. um, there's potential there. So, um, uh, just round up the top five at least, but you got Kyle Pitts going to Atlanta. We're getting a lot of people felt that was going to be probably what's going to happen. I thought Atlanta was going to trade out of this pick. Mm-hmm. So. They really needed to, I think, because Kyle Pitts is a very talented tight end. He's very talented, yeah. but I, I don't think he's gonna push them over the edge to to get to a conference championship. I mean, you know, he's there's Elena's offense was still gonna be productive. He had two very good receivers. Matt Ryan's still capable, but they don't have a running back. A offensive line's questionable. Their defense was very questionable, so. I'm not. I'm not feeling that one. Like I, I think he's going to be good. I just don't think it's going to do much. So, and uh, Jamar Chase went to the Bengals. You know, it was wide receiver, old line for them. They went with wide receiver and reunited Chase with Joe Burrow. And Chase had his best year when Joe Burrow was a Heisman winner. So this will be interesting to see how this develops because there's uh, this isn't the only like combo either with teammates getting back together. So. 'Cause yeah, Jalen Waddle go to Miami. He team partners back up with uh Tua and um uh, let's see, Devontae Smith uh from Alabama as well. He went to Eagles teaming up with uh Jalen Hurts again. And then uh another one, and this was the first time in draft history it's happened. Travis Entienne went to the Jaguars on twenty fifth pick, who traded up for him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so you got him and Trevor Lawrence together again. <laughs> so he talked about Trevor Lawrence and they added one of his favorite weapons on the team and one of the guys who helped get him to the championship. So, uh, very, very good stuff there. And the Steelers were happy. They got Najee Harris, the Alabama running back, who was potentially going to win the Heisman this year too. So, um, very, uh, very solid stuff there. Um, interesting, interesting pitch. Justin Fields guy from Ohio State they he can probably give a little feedback on, but he went to the Bears after the Bears traded up for him. So that could be interesting. They got a really good defense. If they have people around him that play and believe in what Justin can do, I think the Bears are going to be decent. So be interesting to see what happens there. Um, Alex Weatherwood, Weatherwood was an interesting first-round pick. People thought he was a second, third-round talent. He's a good lineman, just wasn't the top one available, but the, the Raiders picked him. Uh, my roommate, who's a Raiders fan, was not happy about the pick. Mm-hmm. But then they got probably a safety. It was top two, I think one of the best top two safeties available. They got to him in the second round. So oddly, it kind of worked out to what they probably could have got if they just would have picked what was ranked. So, um, the Giants traded back. That's how the Bears got Justin Fields and they picked up. Uh, Tooney from Florida, that was an interesting pick. He was, you know, he, third wide receiver, fourth wide receiver taken, I think. One, two, three. Um, he was a fourth wide receiver at the board. He's probably ranked, you know, around 10 to 15. So he could have gone later in the draft. So people were wondering about that pick and Giants fans weren't happy. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Mac Jones went to Alabama some people like it some people don't yeah you know, basically people think he could be Tom Brady 2.0 and some people it's like he's you know product of the system down there so um you know overall it's an interesting first round it always is but uh sadly no uh no Nebraska players went uh Greg Newsom from Northwestern went in the first round another uh um, cornerback uh from the Big 10 uh you talked about Bateman another Big 10 player went uh, a couple of Penn State guys went, uh, Micah Parsons and, uh, uh the guy that your Raiders got, uh, or not Raiders, geez, Ravens, excuse me, uh, away, uh, linebacker. And then, uh, uh, Rashawn Slater was the second tackle off the board, uh, for, uh, uh, the overall. And he was, uh, another product of Northwestern. So, um, I think, I think it was five Big Ten players picked in the first round. That was pretty good. Uh, four, five, six. It might be six. I think six players. So, it shows that there was some good talent this year in the Big Ten. So, it's good to see. Uh, Mike Packers went with Eric Stokes, a very odd pick as well. He's fast cornerback, but wasn't the best available. It could have gone another out that position or just another out in general. And it basically shows us where everything's going with the Packers of Aaron Rodgers, probably leaving That the Packers already probably ready to move on at this point. It feels like they're, they're just, they're not going to let him push him around. And I don't, I don't know what's going to happen at this point. So for NFL fans, that's that's probably the biggest storyline going forward for the next couple months until that gets sorted out. <laughs> so, but overall is a, a good first round. Um, no, Nebraska had a couple players drafted um uh, Matt forniak went to the Cowboys in the seventh round um I thought there was one more i can't i've been having trouble finding it there uh brendan James also went um what round did he go in the fifth i thought um, yeah, round five to the chargers, so a couple offensive linemen from Nebraska, which a little surprising for how the offensive line was this year, <laughs> yeah, saying. so
0: yeah, it is pretty surprising, but it just shows you what they saw, yeah I mean,
1: uh, yeah, and, that thing. yeah, and what people what people um thought could be a strength for uh coming into this year, so uh but good to uh, good for them, you know, obviously like to see uh you know, that obviously means there's a few talented guys, and that was one of our strengths for a long time, and it was, you know, we would like to see it again continue. So, uh, a couple of guys signed after the draft, uh, um DiCaprio Boodle uh, signed with the Chiefs, mm-hmm. undrafted. He also had, uh, Diedrich Mills, running back, he signed with the Lions, and the Lions picking up another, uh, Nebraska kid. They seem to get quite a few, so, I don't know how much he's gonna play, but he might jump in with some, uh, power of sets, goal line sets or something. So, cause they got a lot of quick guys, but I don't know if they have the downhill runners. So, and then Jack Stoll went to the Eagles. So he could partner up with Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard potentially. Oh. So, um, and Ertz might get traded depending on what the Eagles want to do. So, um, so a few Nebraska kids Get drafted or picked up pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, just to start out the offseason in the NFL. Um, you know, there was a few uh, interesting picks there in the second, third round. He had uh, Kyle Trask, the kid I you know loved from Florida this past season. He went to Tampa Bay, back up Tom Brady, and probably be the heir apparent down there potentially. I like that for him. Uh, you know, I don't know what your feelings on Kyle Trask, but obviously the talent was there this year, yeah, and I know now he doesn't have he to. Pretty good. You know you yeah. don't have to, he doesn't have to worry about stepping into a role right away, or you know trying to be that guy right out of the box. They have. You know, at least for one more season, probably more with Tom Brady.
0: I can't hear you.
1: <laughs> Apparently, they hit a button. My bad. So, um, anyway, yeah, Trask has uh, he has a chance to develop under Tom Brady, and they have uh, another season or two to uh, um develop him and uh, and grow from there. So, um. If there's any other big time picks from the second round. Rondell Moore fell to the Cardinals. Um uh, that was an interesting one. He went number 49th overall. So he fell quite a bit in the draft. So, uh, but it was good to see, um, he got picked up. I think he's going to be in a, he's in a heck of a spot. I mean, that he's probably their third receiver at the start of the season, I bet will probably be in the slot, but you put him with DeAndre Hopkins and, um, um, drawing a blank on the other guy they have on the outside. So, but, uh, that's a very solid pick. Uh, the linebacker of the year, Awasu uh, Koromoa from Notre Dame, he fell to number 52 overall to the Browns in the second round. Everyone thought he might have been a top 15 pick. So it was, that was, uh, interesting to see there. Um, and contrast the fourth quarter, or oh, six quarterback off the court. So a little, a little surprising there. Kellen Mond went to the Vikings so that he might be the heir apparent to Kirk Cousins. And, uh, uh, Davis Mills went to the Texans. We'll see if he replaces, uh, Deshaun Watson there. So that'll be uh, another interesting storyline to watch. So, um, not much else interesting happened in the third round and then just, you know, body guys throughout the rest of the, the, the rounds there. Uh, Trey Sermon went to the 49ers in the third round too. Forget about that one. So, Try. Yeah. So another, another running back for that offense with Trey Lance. Um, I mean, if they can stay healthy, 49ers are going to be interesting again. That's just if they stay healthy kind of thing. So, um, Trying to see if there's any other big time pin or uh Big Ten players. Um, I don't think there was really. Um, I know the so we talked about the North Carolina running backs. They went in, I believe the second round. Yeah, Javante Williams went to the Broncos. It was another another kid and the Buffalo running back. Um, well, they had their. I think it was their second string. I think he got drafted too. So. <laughs> yeah. So, overall, it was, it was interesting. you it uh, know, it's always fun to watch the first couple of rounds and then you just kind of see what, te- what your player, you know, what players get picked by your team later on in the, la- on the last day. because so it's a long ordeal Um, yeah. oh yeah, the, that was another one I thought, uh, Trooper Hubbard, uh, Oklahoma State running back. He went to Panthers in the fourth round. So.
0: Truby Hubbard.
1: Yeah. So, he'll be a interesting, interesting one to watch too. So. But, uh, I don't know if you looked at the, every, every pick that your team got, but, uh, you know, what do you, how do you feel about your, uh, about your Ravens? Do you feel it was a solid draft?
0: Yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, I'm st- I'm not sure how to feel about trading Orlando Brown, uh, for as mm-hmm. enough to tackle because Lamar especially, needs protection.
1: <laughs> especially, especially to the Chiefs, right?
0: Yeah, right. Especially <laughs> to you, to you, to some competition. It's not yeah. always
1: the best thing. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, uh, not happy about that part, but I think it was over, overly solid. We got another wide receiver to help out. Yeah. Um, hopefully he can, uh, get on quickly.
1: Yeah. And then you guys got a good, uh, good linebacker too. So, uh, good rush outside guy. So, that'll I mean, be, that's gonna help out, uh, your guys' defense too. So, I would just say you guys did pretty solid. Um,
0: we did get a- that wonderful, uh, fullback though. Another Michigan fullback, uh,
1: yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just building the, the backfield for, um, Dobbins and, uh, Lamar. So mm-hmm. it will be, and he's got some, he's got some speed and he can catch the ball. So it'll be interesting to watch. Maybe get some triple option going back there with yeah, him. It's possible. You know, that would be, you know, you don't see it too much in the NFL. That could be interesting yeah. to watch. So, yeah. um, you know, and my team, I, I can't tell what they're doing half the time. To be honest, and I
0: mean, is there a even going to
1: come back? Uh, who knows? He might retire and go do Jeopardy for a whole, who anybody knows at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if he does retire, I think it's just to get out of there. So, mm-hmm. you know, not pulling a come back. Yeah, not pulling a Brett Far per se because Brett Far just retired. But uh, people will probably know it. Kind of, if he does announce he's retiring and f- try to force something, so. Um there was a chance of him going to the 49ers before the draft and it included the third overall pick um Jimmy G and I think three other draft picks between this year and next year uh-huh. so there was a chance that could have gone through and Rogers thought the Packers were going to accept it didn't happen mm-hmm. so now it's on the trading block or not or not traded up but now it's just going to wait and see um, the Broncos are big players for him, especially since they didn't take quarterback. Everyone thought they would. Cause it, I mean, they got Bridgewater and they got drew Locke. but I mean, who the hell knows at this point what they're going to do. They Um, I'm not really sure. So, um, so yeah, it's, they got a couple guys, they got a couple of receivers. Um, mm-hmm. obviously that's something we definitely needed. um, but they want defense for a few picks. Not saying our defense doesn't need help, but you know, one of the things we needed was the offensive line. We had a couple of them because they're not just depth, but just because uh, you know, there's a couple of guys that you know we could replace. And on top of it, we just need people to back them up because mm-hmm. our offensive line gets hurt every year at the Packers. So got some good uh good chance for. Wait, you're a fan of the Packers? Oh, jeez. Stop it.
0: Yeah.
1: Stop it. So, um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to watch the next couple of months, but, uh, overall is, uh, good to see, um, back to normal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they had fans for the picks sitting in the chair that Robert, Roger Goodell used last year. That was interesting to watch. So, but, um, no, we're all decent stuff. And yeah. now we see what, uh, what happens to free agency.
0: Yeah, good breakdown there, sir. Um that's what you're here for. That's it. Yep. (laughs) Just that. Just that. I'm kidding. Um all right, so we got one more thing to go over here before you wrap it up. Uh let's go ahead and go over some uh the current baseball standings. Um so this is as of May eighth or May third. Um there are some games still in progress. Um Boston leads the AL East seventeen and twelve, uh followed by Toronto, New York, and Tampa Bay, and Baltimore's
1: at the bottom. The Central AL We're sorry, we're the Yankees are finally coming back a little bit after their yeah. terrible start. But they also it was the worst start since ninety seven and they won ninety six games that year. So I wasn't completely worried, but it's uh mm-hmm. it's good to see. So
0: Yeah. Uh AL Central, Kansas City leads the way sixteen and ten. The Royals, yeah, uh, followed by Chicago uh, White Sox, Cleveland, Minnesota, and Detroit. Who's at the bottom? Eight and twenty-one with a negative sixty-two run differential. <laughs>
1: yep. You know what's sad is we'll get to it with the uh, uh, oh they might got better okay never mind we'll go keep going oh uh, I'll touch AL, base and I'll get there
0: okay <laughs> AL West um, Oakland leads seventeen and twelve. Seattle, Houston, Los Angeles Angels, and then Texas
1: at yeah, uh, 15-16. Uh, Oakland went on a 13 game winning streak recently. It ended, uh, over the past, uh, I think it was past weekend it ended. So trying to get up there with their 20 game win streak they had during the uh, money ball days. So
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, NL East, my Washington Nationals are of course for first place. Wouldn't expect tied. anything different. Tied. <laughs> yeah. yeah just, I they're know. Tied. Tied. With, with uh, uh, the Mets. With the Mets uh, at five hundred. Yep. Um, followed want, by Phila.
1: Hold on, you want to know the, the the sickest stat in baseball? What? Jacob DeGrom. Uh huh. Let me let me pull it up here. Um, he's probably the best pitcher in baseball. Mm-hmm. Just just dominant as can be. He's got a point five one ERA and fifty nine strikeouts and a point five seven whip in thirty five innings. Mm-hmm. He is two and two. He's given up two runs, two runs the entire season, both home runs in 1-1 games and lost both of them. Jeez. Like, the, the, the Mets are just, it's ridiculous. He has the worst run support and probably, he might have, the, he might end up with the worst run of support in baseball history because the oh. number of games he's lost where he's given up one run and I think it was like strikeout 10 or something like that. He's like tw- he's lost like 21 games that way or something. It makes no sense. The the Mets can't back him up. So, um I mean, he tied the most strikeouts in the first five starts of a season in history with um Nolan Ryan. Yeah. So, like that, that dude, he should be five and zero. Then the Mets just, I mean, maybe they'll come around, but the Mets are the Mets. So. If, uh, but at the same point, if I would be a little nervous, because if that's two of the losses the Mets have,
0: yeah,
1: like and they start actually hitting the ball, they're gonna they're gonna turn it on. So that was a little tidbit. <laughs>
0: well, that was a good little tidbit. Um, so going back, then we got in the NL Central. You got Milwaukee at 17 and 11. Uh, followed by St. Louis, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and the Cubs. In uh, mm, the NL West, division, yeah. go ahead.
1: It's another tight division, so.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, in the NL West, you got San Fran leading it, 17-11, L.A. back behind by half a game with a positive 45 run differential. Uh, and then you got San Diego, Arizona, and Colorado.
1: Yeah, um. Sadly, Colorado has not played uh, like Colorado this year, so we haven't seen the you know, monster home runs and, and, you know, it's blown up ERAs over there. But, uh, yeah. but props to the Giants, I will say. Uh-huh. They have kind of scrapped together a team a little bit, kind of like they do a lot of years, but they got their pitching staff is a lot of guys that are a little bit of kind of unknowns, if you will. Yeah. Um, that are pitching well. Kevin Gosman. Anthony Scafani, Alex Wood, Aaron Sanchez are all pitching well. You got, um, uh, Jake McGee in the Closer role, performing well. And then, uh, Buster Posey, uh, Evan Longoria are playing like their old selves, to say the mm-hmm. least. So, and then we just, uh, the Yankees traded Mr. Talkman to them because they, uh, lost you uh, Yuskramski, So, um, Giants are, are, are interesting. Like, if their pitching staff can hold up, they're going to be competitive throughout the season with the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, the Dodgers just lost Dustin May. He's off to a good start. He's going to get Tommy John, they announced today. So you don't like to see that for a player, but the Dodgers are one team that can, that can handle that because they have so much depth. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, hopefully you're Nash did when, you know, when Juan Soto is supposed to come back? Uh-huh. Let's take a looky,
0: looky. Well, he was on the field again today, so that's good. He was warming up and stuff.
1: Okay. You know if we have an ETA. I know he's getting close. I just don't think yeah. they've fully So he's
0: still on that ten-day
1: DL, yeah.
0: throwing again, and he didn't have any pain. That's good. Yep. So
1: hopefully, uh, so, hopefully sure. soon. You know, you wanna yeah. You want to see him get back in there, so. Um, and uh. The thing with the Nationals, uh, Max Scherzer, after his complete game on, uh, Sunday, had to run to the hospital to go be with his wife for the birth of their third child.
0: <laughs> well, congrats to them.
1: Right. That's, that's what Max Scherzer is, though. Like, he is full bore, emotional dude that's gonna give his all on the mound and, you will know, be, be that guy on the mound and then just instantly go handle back and go back to life, so. Yeah. But, uh, congrats Congrats to them, as you said, and, um, hopefully they can keep it up, so, um, on a side note, it makes you feel, uh, wanna, I'll make you feel a little worse. In 2009, your Nationals could have drafted Mike Trout. You know what, Shut up. <laughs> they I think they had two picks ahead of where Mike Trout went, and they didn't take him. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, they I'm got Stratford, who's decent. Yeah but he can't stay in the frickin' field. So. Oh <laughs> so it but Mike Trout's off to a heck of a start. I don't know if yeah. you saw his stats. He just needs
0: to win a World Series though.
1: Oh yeah. Uh the Angels gotta figure that out, so um I'm trying to remember what Mike Trout's stats are right now. Mm. Um it's so he's hitting four thirteen with uh by twenty three games, so he's at eighty at bats, four thirteen, a five fifteen OBP. So Not he gets bad. on base more times than he gets out. <laughs> um he has seven home runs. Doesn't have a stolen base, so I don't know if he's gonna run or anymore, but uh only sixteen RPIs, which is very sad, as much as he's been hitting the ball. Uh but his OPS is twelve ninety right now. <laughs> <laughs> which is nuts. Um I did do, like, if he stays on this pace, he's gonna win another MVP. There's no doubt about that. So, that's probably the, that's probably the favorite right now for the AL. Uh, and Jagram's probably the favorite for the NL. So, but, uh, well, and then, uh, Shohei Otani's having a good season finally. So. Yeah, he is. Um, Let's see, he got scratched. He was going to do a uh, two starts this week, dude, but he got scratched because he got hit in the elbow. So. Ouch. Yeah. So he, uh, <laughs> I don't know if he's hit. I think he's hitting tonight, but he's not, uh, he's not pitching. So. Okay. That's not too bad. No. But, uh, well,
0: I think that's it. Uh,
1: any more big news stories as well. So, um, let's see. Uh, Roberto Alomar Is in some trouble A <laughs> of famer for baseball We got some Some allegations against him So oh, people no. are uh, Yeah people are taking a Getting rid of him on their uh, boards And mm-hmm. you know Dropping their uh, connection to him So <laughs> I think that's all I got
0: Alright well We will talk to you guys Next week We will see you At the same damn time, in the same damn place, in the same damn state. Go Big Red. Fuck Iowa. Peace. Peace.